1: What's up, guys? Cody here for the KFA Report Podcast. Uh, this week, we will be doing our Fastlane 2021 predictions, due to it being this Sunday. Uh, also, we will be going over the review of WrestleMania 22. This is the first time Matt has watched this WrestleMania in full, so it'll be fun to get his takes on the whole thing. Uh, and a couple of news. And a new match added to Fastlane as of Monday night. So all that, more here on the podcast. What's up, Matt? How you doing, my brother?
2: What's going on? I'll tell you all right now. I'm full of piss and vinegar. I went back to work this mm-hmm. week. This man's ready to go. Good. I'm ready for fast lane. I'm ready for action.
1: Let's get it. So, right away, we're just gonna we're just, we have a full jam packed show. So we're gonna do our fast lane predictions. Uh, it's gonna be heck yeah, we are quite easily. It so first match will be uh, well before we talk about fast Fastlane a couple things added to Wrestlemania as of last night uh, New Day, Xavier Woods and uh, Kofi Kingston beat the Hurt Business to become the 11 time tag team champions Wow! and then immediately AJ Styles and Amis challenged them to a tag team title match at Wrestlemania uh,
2: all, all of a sudden, now Amos is important. I uh, knew that he, he had something to do with it.
1: Right. Uh,
2: you know, he's been standing around like a big goofy shadow for how long now? You knew there was a matter of time. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I didn't see the tag team thing coming. I didn't though. see
1: AJ and oh, Amos well. going for the tag titles either. But it would it wouldn't work as a heel versus heel match. Right, I I definitely saw him
2: turning on AJ, which still could happen after they become champs.
1: Oh yes, we'll see. Um, that's kind
2: of odd that they took it off of the hurt business like that to give it to New Day, and then in, in my prediction, mm-hmm. I guess they're gonna they're gonna toss it right over to AJ and what's his nuts there. Yep, that's at Mania. That's happening.
1: Yeah, that's at WrestleMania. Uh, also, they have confirmed Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania.
2: No, no number one contendership. No, so you
1: obviously yeah, or, so now you know who's going to win the match.
2: Well, that's kind of bullshit, mm-hmm. in my opinion. It, you're not going to ha- you're not going to have a number one contendership. You just give him the chance to go get the title again. He
1: never had a chance to fight for it back. I guess I don't fucking know. Um.
2: Yeah, but we're not supposed to get, rematches. <laughs> right, supposed so, to get automatic, automatic rematches. rematches
1: so. Well, he didn't get an automatic rematch. Miz <laughs> did. And right. he never got a chance right. to fight back for his title, even though, you know, they got rid of the automatic rematch right.
2: bullshit. Well, that'll be a good match, I, I hope so.
1: Um, also, Braun versus Shane McMahon rivalry uh, started last night on Raw. They had a quote-unquote match that never that went to a no contest. Uh, and is now scheduled for Fast Lane.
2: Wow, they're not saving
1: it for Mania. They might be. I think they're doing a three match feud here with them.
2: I'm sorry, what what'd you say? You uh it cut out for me for some oh, reason. Yeah, not a problem.
1: I said it uh I said that it's gonna be like a, a three match feud between Shane and Braun. I gotcha. Um Yeah, it just, it's weird. Uh, There's also, speaking of WrestleMania, how do you feel about Daniel Bryan being added to the Universal title picture?
2: It makes me think they're going to do an underdog story or he's going to retire at Mania. That's what it makes me think.
1: I'm thinking he I'm okay with it. I'm thinking he's gonna lose in some screwy fashion. Say that it was bullshit, get put back into the title picture, and it's gonna be a triple threat at Mania, with Brian taking the pen so that Roman looks strong and Edge gets the title.
2: That's very possible.
1: That's very possible. And the way WWE books shit, it is. Extremely extremely real. And, last but not least, newest match added to the card. Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss. Oh my god, what the fuck? So, yeah. Your your dog
2: even thinks this is
1: up. Right. So we're going down the path of least resistance here, apparently. <laughs> this
2: is crazy. Oh, boy. Well, anyway, we all know the fiend's coming
1: back. Well, she said she was so- bringing a special oh. friend. Of course. Now, as logic would dictate, well, okay, normal logic would dictate the fiend would be coming back. Yes. The way I've been watching this storyline, my logic dictates we're going to pull a good old movie magic bullshit. Oh, boy. We're going to have Randy Orton versus Demon Orton. Okay. We're going to have Alexa Bliss pull out some voodoo bullshit And that Alexa Bliss Uh versus Randy Orton, mark my words, will be the cinematic match. Oh, it has to be, right? It has to be. There is no way in absolute hell Vince McMahon is going to allow a woman to either get RKO'd and get pinned or punt kicked in the head.
2: No, probably not. Not when it's pretty little Alexa Bliss. Right. If her name was Nia Jax, eh, beat the shit out of her.
1: If her name was Nia Jax, paint a mustache on her and treat her like a man. It, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Jesus.
1: Um, I mean, you don't really have to paint a mustache on Shayna Baszler, so that all works out too. Uh, it
2: <laughs> no, for real. She already has one for sure. Five o'clock shadow. i kill
1: him. <laughs> but, uh, Jesus. It, it Fastlane lane is going to be the underrated pay-per-view of the year
2: i think it's going to be great i'm having a little shindig over here at my place for it so yeah, i think I, I invited you by the way you
1: did but i'm unfortunately not going to be able to make it oh wow wow
2: you hear that guys you're all listening cody is not coming to his freaking co-host's party for the pay-per-view I'm going to call you out on freaking TikTok for that now. Be my guest? Yep. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure fuck? you have other other, other family, uh, you know, requirements or things you've already committed to. So yeah, I get being it. a it's husband and
1: a father, that's what I've committed to. <laughs> I don't really have hey, the luxury Hey, I'm of, a husband. You're a husband, you're not a father. I'm a puppy daddy. Well, you can leave that home at four months old. You can't do that to a kid.
2: well you could but you're gonna be in a lot of trouble yeah
1: you can but the consequences are severe yep so
2: anyhow (laughs) i digress
1: yeah they've uh they've definitely so yeah the way that i see that going it has to be cinematic there's no way it can't be especially the way that they're playing it off it's going to be i don't think she's bringing fiend i think she's going to bring black-eyed demon orton
2: you might be on to something. I
1: guess only time will tell. If they bring back Fiend, it's too soon. Fiend has it's to come s- back at Mania. Oh, yeah, for
2: sure. Definitely the Fiend at Mania. But uh, maybe just a little hint at Fastlane. Mm-hmm. Maybe just a little a little teaser.
1: Right. So, as of right now, the WWE Championship is not on the line at Fastlane due to the fact that it was on the line last week so you know only makes sense um, neither women's championship is on the line at fast lane
2: makes no sense
1: none of the tag team titles are on fast lane
2: it's like fast lane's going to be like two matches it's only going to be an
1: hour and a half long no there's a lot of matches on here surprisingly
2: ones that we actually are going to care about or should I just get drunk on Sunday?
1: Brian versus Reigns for the Universal Championship.
3: Okay, that's There's fine.
1: a chance he can become champion and make it a triple threat or a chance for a screwy finish. Either way, this match is becoming a triple threat.
2: Like well, it's becoming a triple threat at
1: Fastlane or you're talking a triple threat at Mania? It's becoming a triple threat at Mania regardless of how the finish of Fastlane goes.
2: I don't think that Daniel Bryan's going to become champion at Fastlane.
1: Weirder shit has happened.
2: Right. But that just makes Roman look weak going into Mania. Either that or it'll piss him off.
1: I'm saying a screwy finish is happening one way or another. Either it's going to fuck over Daniel or it's going to fuck over Reigns.
2: I gotcha. I gotcha. You think Uso turns on him
1: on range oh no no nothing like that i'm thinking edge is gonna come in i think edge is gonna come in try to spear roman and get daniel and roman gets the pin therefore daniel has a complaint to bitch about for a triple threat match or roman pisses off edge enough to where edge spears roman gets d bride disqualified Mm -hmm. and then you know we're we're off to the races again for a triple threat for a, a screwy finish
2: i think a triple threat would be awesome that's just my opinion right though.
1: but uh so so we're going to talk fast lane alexa bliss versus randy orton i'm going a this is going to be the cinematic match there's no doubt about it yep i'm going with alexa bliss yeah, me too. Um, re-
2: re- regardless of whether, like you're like you're saying, whether it's, and Randy, you know, fighting the voices in his head, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, Alexa, and I don't care how the pinfall happens or whatever the case may be, Alexa's the winner, quote unquote, coming out of that for sure.
1: Oh yeah, without a doubt.
2: Because you got to think she's part of the part of the face of the company right now with all this spooky shit she's doing like people are tuning in just to see that segment
1: you know what the funny thing is though it's like you you, you're watching her and she is you can tell that she is a tremendous actress just that she can play off the bitchy heel then the nice friend and then she's just went flipped the switch and went completely spooky she's a woman (laughs) (laughs) yeah The room just got a little hotter in here. (laughs) (laughs) My
2: wife will agree with me. They're all crazy. Not that crazy. Uh, Not Alexa Bliss acting on Monday Night Raw crazy, but we all, you know, we've all been there.
1: I mean, if she's a 10 hot, she's equally a 10 crazy. That's how it works. (laughs) Yeah. That's a hundred percent chance of problems. (laughs) You're not wrong there. Uh, yeah, it again. It's a cinematic match. There's no doubt about it. I, I, if Randy Orton wins, it's because he finally beat the demons in his head, and then, you know, we get like the fiend picture. We don't see him, but we see the picture of fiend coming back. Right. Uh, next match is Strowman versus McMahon. Uh, as I said last night on raw we're recording this on tuesday by the way happy 316 day mr austin thank you for that can Um, i get a
2: hell yeah
1: hell yeah um (laughs) i
2: should get a couple beers and start smashing them my wife would piss (laughs) Um,
0: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper
1: yeah, it turned. It, it was a shit show. Shane McMahon elbow dropped him through the fucking table off the top rope. And then Green slimed him. Like, got a couple buckets from the Kids' Choice Awards and just pfft, over Strowman. And he fucking acted like it was death.
2: He's trying to um, embarrass Strowman. And Strowman's losing his mind.
1: The fact that Vince is letting him do this. It's fucking ridiculous. Um,
2: gonna end up killing Shane. That's what's gonna end up happening.
1: If a helicopter can't do it, I don't think Strowman will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it just... Uh, definitely Strowman. I, I see Strowman destroying Shane. There's no way that Shane walks out of this alive.
2: Um, I disagree. I pick Shane um, in some sort of wonky fashion, to then move this to Mania, yeah. and then Strowman, then Strowman gets to completely, win. Yeah. yeah, because then that'll push Strowman into our our path onto SummerSlam with the spring coming and all that. Then Strowman might get put into a title picture come SummerSlam.
1: that would be interesting. Drew versus Strowman for the title. Like have Strowman be the monster. Yeah. There you go.
2: I could see something like that.
1: Uh, speaking of Drew, Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. As I said, Monday night, Tom Phillips confirmed that it was going to be McIntyre versus Lashley at Mania. So there is no need for this fucking match, but we're going to have it anyways. Um, <laughs> they might yep. pull a 2001 No Way Out and have Sheamus win just for shits and giggles. Um, and by that reference, I mean... Stone Cold Steve Austin won the Royal Rumble in two thousand one. The next pay per view, they had him and Triple H in a Three Stages of Hell match because their rivalry was so strong going into two thousand one. Mm-hmm. Triple H won the two two out of three falls match.
3: Of course, and then he Austin
1: did. won at WrestleMania against The Rock.
3: Right.
1: So it was like, okay, you had the Royal Rumble winner lose. The blow off to his rivalry, and then literally next month have him turn heel, and then partner up with said rival. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Good booking. Two thousand one. Um. Yeah. I I see McIntyre winning this. There's. It's gonna be. I think this match is gonna be a no DQ match due to what happened two weeks ago on Raw.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that.
1: But uh, I would look.
2: They got Morris. There's no stipulation. There's like, it's not. Yeah. This isn't. A, this should have been a number one contenders match. I said this, I think, two weeks in a row. Well, actually, you guys didn't get to hear it because our podcast was messed up last week. But I definitely had called the match between Drew and Sheamus becoming a number one contendership match. That's what this should be. Right. They definitely not, not should not have said that he's going to Mania against uh, Lashley. That's in my opinion. Complete bullet. Terrible, terrible booking on that behalf of them. They could have had so much more here, but I think it would be really cool if Drew and Sheamus turned into some just all out. Let's not do a bar brawl again. That was kind of stupid, but an all out fight. And I think that Drew goes on to win because he's gonna, he's gonna win from now, and he's never gonna lose until uh, maybe SummerSlam or longer.
1: You do understand we have three weeks till Mania, right? And Fastlane is this Sunday.
2: Fastlane is this Sunday, and
1: then we're we're right there. Yeah, then WrestleMania is literally twenty first. It's three weeks from three Sunday, right? Well, it's Saturday. Well, yeah, it starts that Saturday, but it's three Sundays from Fastlane, so we literally have three weeks of build for a shitload of Mania matches for two nights.
2: Yeah. Do a good job, that's all I gotta say, because I might be there, so
1: Right. And you have right now we only have scheduled the Universal Championship match, the WWE championship match, the Raw Tag Team Championship match. Right. That's it. That's all we got. We have three weeks of build boys.
2: I'm excited to see what they do with the United States Championship and I think it's going to be Riddle. him
1: and Mustafa Ali. That's the way it's building.
2: Mustafa, Mustafa ain't going to beat him, I'll tell you right now.
1: Eh, they might give the title to him to help Retribution get some uh, well-deserved credit, I guess.
2: WWE, WWE can get some Retribution on themselves and let Retribution disappear. Terrible
1: not inaccurate um but i got mcintyre who you got
2: <laughs> definitely drew definitely McIntyre. mcintyre he will not lose him he will not lose a match until SummerSlam or farther on really yeah they're gonna put him on a on the pedestal
1: okay
2: they're allowing fans back i think they want mcintyre they, they to go see
1: that reaction
2: yep what
1: if it flips
2: Holy shit!
1: <laughs> you know, well, I that, that's quick, quick segue here. What I, I've always wanted—I wanted to talk about this for the last week. What happens if that crowd at Mania flips on every single match
2: and reacts the opposite way which we think they will? Yeah. What if WWE's the crowd is so, problem
1: What if that crowd is so hyped to be back at the stadium? They don't give a fuck.
2: That's a possibility. And WWE is going to have to find a way to really push them towards toward away from another. Like you want the people to react fully. Like if Roman is our guy, Mm -hmm. if Roman is our guy, we all have to be cheering for him. And then if, you know, let's just say everybody hates Bobby Lashley, they all better be booing when he comes out. But everybody could be so mixed up, like you're saying, it could just be loud as shit just because it's loud as shit. We're all just going nuts that we're there.
1: Right, exactly. And that, I, I think I see that being the biggest problem heading into Mania, and they're asking for 40,000 people. Yeah. So it's like, Mania is gonna be weird this year. I almost guarantee it.
2: I'm curious to see how it goes for sure.
1: Uh, next match on the docket: Apollo Cruz versus Big E for the Intercontinental Championship.
2: Yeah, that's gonna be a sweet match. I think. I
1: don't like how they made Apollo Cruz like tony atlas
2: yeah for real <laughs> so do you understand
1: my reference there
2: well i guess maybe i don't
1: know exactly
2: but i thought it was so funny how he came out all cute with the freaking scarf and everything and like he's just like have you heard i don't him know speak? hoity-toity bodybuilder Oh, my God. When he uses his accent. Yeah, so
1: he's using an accent. That's not a real accent. That's his like fake African accent. He speak. He's spoken in hmm. perfect English before. So this is Vince telling him to go to your roots. Like do like do something towards your African heritage. Right. And the reference I made to Tony Atlas was Tony Atlas was this amazing wrestler. Vince got mm-hmm. a hold of him and did the exact same fucking shit. He made Tony Atlas go to African roots, and I don't remember exactly what he fucking called him. Uh, it was like fucking Mustafa or something like that, or Mufasa. Or give me a second, I'm gonna look that up real quick. <laughs> Mufasa. Uh, this isn't the line. I'm not again. kidding though. Like he gave him a different name and every like he repackaged him as a completely different Seriously. superstar and it sucked ass. Interesting. Blah, 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 blah 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 Come on, where is it? 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 Where is it, where is it? Oh, I'm sorry. Saba Simba. What? Yes. Yeah, he, uh... Interesting. He played a warrior of a Ugandan tribe and was intended to feud with Akeem the African Dream, who was whiter than fucking Casper. But feud never took place after Akeem departed from the promotion. Atlas was kept at mid-card status, losing to Dino Bravo and the Barbarian. The gimmick had been described as one writer as unpopular at best and racist at worst. He uh, participated in the Royal Rumble of 91. And then his last match as Samba Simba was September 13th, 1991.
2: Hmm. yeah very interesting
1: yeah came out as Saba Simba (laughs) Saba Simba like if you I'm gonna send you a picture real quick because the picture is not that flattering Oh, perfect. If it goes in. Give me a second here. Come on. Guess I'll just save it as a picture. You stupid fucking thing. But no, it just... He, uh... Was not all that flattering. They, uh, completely gave him an African gimmick. Just like they are with... Fucking... Uh, Apollo here. And it's bad, in my opinion. Super bad.
2: It's very it's very
1: odd. What, did they give a black man an African fucking uh gimmick?
2: I mean I guess I get the idea, but all of a sudden
1: they do it. They want him to go to his hair his his roots. There it is. Okay, but if he went
2: he should have went to his roots for his very first character then? That's what I'm saying.
1: Well, no, they wanted to, the, there, if you see the picture.
2: do you text it to me, or what'd you do?
1: I sent it right over Skype.
2: Hold, please. <laughs> no, I see nothing.
1: You don't see the picture I sent? Oh, there it is. Oh. It just popped. What the, oh, it just pops up and it goes away. That's funny. Right. Yeah. So they did that. And now they're doing this tribe gimmick with Apollo now. So now it's like, we're really going to do this shit. Okay. Yeah, we're doing All it. All the more and... power to you, WWE. I mean, I don't see Big E losing the title, honestly.
2: I don't want him to. Oh, God. But I'm going to that guy. I was gonna say but Yep. All of the New Day, right? New Day's gonna lose. Oh, they're not they're not defending, are they? Never mind. That might build for a mania thing. But anyway, um I don't want Big E to lose, but I wonder if they're gonna put it on cruise to build for more for Mania.
1: He might. it, it you know, it's a strong possibility.
2: I'm gonna go with Cruz for my pick.
1: I'm going with Biggie. There's no way they're keeping, they're kicking the title off him yet. I mean, granted, his title reign has been lackluster.
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Since the title win from Sami Zayn, but you know it. it either way, it sucks.
2: We'll see what happens.
1: Next match. I can't believe so. Like we predicted last week in the spoilers or rumors alert, NXT made women's tag team championships for their brand. How do you feel about that? I don't like
2: it. The the women's tag team belts were supposed to be defended everywhere.
1: Oh, and to kick it off, uh, the tag team titles have already changed hands.
2: The NXT tag team has already changed hands Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ.
1: (sighs) (laughs) So the original tag team that won it was the women's Dusty Classic winners, which was Dakota Kai and uh, Gonzalez there. And then immediately defended it that night. And then they lost it to Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon. Which is, okay, that's cool
2: because I like Ember Moon, first of all.
1: Yeah. But
2: they shouldn't have made this, these, these titles. They should not have not enough tag team women available to have the ones that are going to be just on Raw and SmackDown now and then have the NXT ones. In my opinion, I liked that the women's tag team traveled to all three brands of WWE.
1: Right. And I understand that point. I do. But like I did on TikTok, there was a uh, creator called Smithception. Shout out to him. Good guy. Um, I presented a theory of separate universes. Mm-hmm. Raw's its own thing. SmackDown's its own thing. NXT's its own thing. NXT UK is its own thing. We don't talk about 205 Live. That's the bastard child of WWE. <laughs> Raw right now, if you're looking at it, Raw is McIntyre, Lashley, Sheamus, and who else would be in that scene there? Uh, the Miz. Miz, Orton, and Bliss. Yep. So you have a horror movie, a Scottish independent movie, and a reality TV show going on all at the same time on Raw. Yep. On SmackDown, you have Godfather One, Two, and Three. Yeah, pretty much. So there you go. It's two separate entities doing its own thing. NXT is the is the alternative to WWE. If you really want to think about it that way, they are the alternative to WWE. They are the ones that are trying to say, "Hey, we should be more like this," because everybody everybody praises NXT and hates on SmackDown.
2: Which, in my opinion, so they've just added D, right? Yeah. They added more potential by having this these titles. But in my opinion, they just killed the women's tag team titles at, that they started originally. They just killed them to me. Two years ago, yeah. Because, well, yes. And so now you're going to have uh, the two men, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, defend these titles on raw and smackdown yeah supposedly I, I think those titles are dead now i just literally killed that because you've got nxt women's tag
1: titles well here's the way i look at it though the only reason the only reason i can justify the nxt tag titles the nxt women's tag titles is because they just went through a 16 team dusty Rhodes tournament
2: right okay but they should have just moved the tag team titles that they already had over there. Right. They should have just said, hey, you know what? But that, that's my opinion. I'm not always right. So,
1: <laughs> No, I, I agree that they could have just moved the WWE Tag Team Championship, the Women's Tag Team Championships, and given it to NXT and said, here, take your NXT Championships. Right. But the problem with it now is that I think it there's one of, There's one of two reasons they did it. One, because NXT does have a vast women's roster comparative to Raw and SmackDown. Mm -hmm. And B, Vince McMahon likes money. It's another toy that they can shell out. It's another belt that they can shell out.
2: For sure. I agree with you.
1: So I mean I don't like it, but I can I can definitely defend it. Sure. But speaking of the tag team championships, no, I mean, <laughs> yep. Bianca Belair and Sha- Shasha Banks will be going against Jackson Baszler for the titles. That's at Fastlane. And that's at Fastlane. Yep. So Belair.
2: Who's great. I really like Bianca Belair.
1: Oh, I think she's amazing. She, I've liked her since NX. I've liked her since the uh, women's uh, tournament. The uh, May Young Classic. I think she was in the second one. Well, um,
2: so here's my thing. I was just saying that those titles are dead. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, if Banks and Belair had them, it wouldn't be dead. But how can you put them on them when they're about to face each other at Mania for the women's title?
1: Eh, It's not like it hasn't happened before.
2: Team champions have also been
1: champions together and fought for another title. Shawn Michaels, John Cena, WrestleMania 23 main event for the WWE Championship. They beat Rated RKO in February of that year. And then lost it they, two weeks later. No, lost it the night after. In a, in two separate battle royals, they beat the first battle royal, and then they lost it in the second battle royal to the Hardy Boys.
2: But has anybody ever been tag team champions at the same time as defend or fighting for a world champion?
1: Yeah, I just said it. Shawn Michaels and John Cena. They, you said that they lost it. They lost it the night after Mania.
2: Oh, okay. I misunderstood. Yeah. I thought you were saying they lost it in February. No. And then they fought in Mania.
1: Yeah. No, it was uh, It was a weird thing. Very weird thing. Uh, Team rated RKO, which is obviously uh, Edge and Orton, uh, went against Shawn Michaels and John Cena. I think it was February of that year. They won the World Tag Team Championships, held it for two months. The night after, they went to two separate battle royals for the Tag Team Championships. They won and defended the first one. And then it was both of them were 10-man teams. So they were using people from both Raw and SmackDown on Raw, which was stupid at the time because of the brand split. But whatever. And... uh, We gotcha. The second... Battle Royal was, uh, the winners were Matt and Jeff Hardy after Michaels turned on Cena and eliminated the team. Right. Because he said, there's only one championship I'm focused on and it's yours. Which was weird too, because when they, when they entered the building that night, for Wrestlemania 23 they didn't neither of them had the tag team championship they just went out without it and fought for the world title
3: <laughs> right right right
1: <laughs> which I thought was amazing I'm just like oh you guys really don't care about your tag team division that's great
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh yeah so who you got you're thinking Bianca um, and, uh Banks
2: well, I think that would give us a breath of fresh air for that those tag team titles. So, yes, uh, Belair and Banks. They are, um, as Bianca Belair would say, the B-E-S-T of WWE. So, I'd take them,
1: too. Okay. Um, honestly, I don't see them taking off the two-man power trip. So, <laughs> uh, I'm going to stick with, uh, Nia Jackson, and Shayna Baszler. Okay. And, uh, yeah. And last but not least, Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns. The original match of this, of these two was supposed to be Daniel Bryan and Edge versus Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. <laughs> And then Brian's like, no, I want a championship match because I got screwed at Elimination Chamber. Technically, yeah. You had a match, you lost, yeah. though. Lioness. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, give me give me one minute. Talk your way through this. Talk about Brian and Reigns for a second. Oh, yeah. Guys, the way you got to look at this, You've got Roman
2: Reigns, our big dog, our head of the table, in basically a match that is for what purpose? Just to have a world championship on the line. They've set this match up just to have a world championship on the line. It keeps our attention. I think you're just going to see the power trip of Roman Reigns. You need to roll right, right through. Now, as earlier in the podcast here, there might be a wonky finish to where um, Daniel gets a push to be a triple threat match at Mania with Edge. I think that would add a little bit of a twist and in interest for even for myself. Um, I definitely see Roman Reigns retaining um, almost in dominant fashion, but you never know. We've seen where. So my official pick is that Roman dominates and uh, retains.
1: So you're saying there's going to be, you don't think there's going to be a wonky finish. You think Roman is just going to straight out beat Daniel Bryan.
2: I, I do believe that that's going to happen.
1: I love your idea.
2: I love your theory and I'm not going to try to steal it. I think that it, that's your theory. I like your theory, but I'm going with Roman dominates smash.
1: Hmm. Okay. Okay, I see what you're doing there. Um
2: Is there any stipulations on this match or is it just a regular match?
1: From what I can tell, it looks like it's just a regular match.
2: Okay. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Woman Dominates. Um but All right, so Cody, we know that you're picking a wonky end, and I think that you were picking that Roman wins. But give us your wonky ending. Give us what you think exactly is going to happen, because if it happens, I'm giving you ten bucks.
1: (laughs) There's one of two ways the wonky finish can go. It's either way, it's the same. It's the same. It's the same cause for the effect. It's Roman Reigns pissing off Edge while he's at ringside. I know Edge is going to be at ringside at this match for whatever reason.
2: Sure, whether he's on commentary or whatever. Right.
1: Edge is going to get pissed off by Roman Reigns to the point where he gets involved and it's Spear Brian and fucks Brian over. Or Spears Reign and fucks Brian over.
3: Gotcha.
1: The effect... The cause will be the same for the effect. The effect is going gotcha. to be the variable. It's either going to be he spears Brian with the ref not looking by accident. while well, he's trying to spear Reigns. And then Reigns gets the pin after, you know, dumping Edge on his ass outside. Or... Edge comes in, spears Reigns, gets Brian disqualified, and Reigns still wins, and Brian still gets screwed.
2: Mm-hmm. I gotcha. I don't want them to end it in a DQ. I I I disagree with any matches that get ended that way. I used to like when that would happen, and then Teddy Long would come out and go. Oh, hold on, playa. Hold, hold on, on there, player. playa,
1: playa. We got to restart this match into a tag team match. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I always loved Teddy Long, man. Uh, we were talking about him with, you know, with uh, watching WrestleMania 22, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. Um, just, I always thought he was one of the best. Just, I like when they restart matches. It's one of my favorite things. Like, oh, fuck, no. Yeah, it's you're not those false in,
1: finishes. Not...
2: Yeah, you're not running away like the Miz on a, going for a hot date with Maurice. You're, you're getting back in the ring and you're fighting. <laughs> and I almost just
1: drank a bottle of hot sauce thinking it was my drink. That, that would have been hilarious. That would have been funny as hell. So do you want me to pick <laughs> which scenario is going to happen more likely or do you want me to just stay as it is?
2: No, you're okay. You you don't have to double down on something. I, you, you're good. Okay. I like where your head's at on it.
1: Because that's the only way I see this going. The way that they've been building up Edge versus Bryan. The way that they've been building Reigns versus Edge. The way that they've been building Bryan versus uh, Roman. It's all hell. But yes, I agree with you. Roman is going to win one way or another.
2: Right. He's our dominating force right. right now. And so.
1: Yeah. So, with that, we're going to be talking about WrestleMania 22. But before we talk about that, I have a little bit of news or a headline that uh, I want to get your take on. So, you remember the movie Walking Tall with The Rock?
3: Loved it, yes. Okay.
1: That is a remake of the original movie Walking Tall. Mm-hmm. They're going to remake it again.
2: Oh, boy. Who's playing in it?
1: It's a female. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm so excited. I will give you one fucking guess. Actually, no. I'll give you three guesses. If you can guess it correctly, it'll be amazing.
2: Three guesses. Mm Mm-hmm. She's in WWE? Mm Mm-hmm. Active with WWE.
1: Active, yes. Active. Oh. Not Charlotte Flair.
2: <laughs> it's not Charlotte Flair. <laughs> oh my god. I guessed it on my first try. <laughs> Dude, come on. You gotta be kidding me.
1: WWE Raw Superstar Charlotte Flair has been announced for a remake of the Walking Tall movie.
2: <laughs> I tell you what, she better knock it out of the park or I'm going to be pissed. Well,
1: it's going to be a shit movie because it's going to be made for TV. Oh, really? Uh,. Deadline reports that writer-producer David Eric is developing a remake of the 1973 feature film, which was late remade with the former WWE champion Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The new version is with Flair being produced for the USA Network. Flair is set to star in the Walking Tall reboot. The movie script has been sold to the USA Network and will be a two-hour TV movie with the hope of future installments as an ongoing series.
2: Wow. Well, I
1: will say this.
2: I will tune in. I will check it out. I will give it a chance. But, let me also say that I've never seen the original movie. I've never seen it. To be fair, I don't know. I don't know how good that original was, but I enjoyed Walking Tall with The Rock.
1: Right, I thought that movie was amazing.
2: But, so... Here's a
1: synopsis. Uh, hey. synopsis of the film. Flair will star as a Tuscan, Arizona a police officer who finds herself caught in a web of fraud, exploitation, and murder. She is forced to go full vigilante and protect her hometown from falling victim to the modern cop corruption. This is similar to the role that Joe Don Barker played in the original Walking Tall movie, a pro wrestler turned cop with The Rock taking on the similar role in 2004
2: interesting i mean it's cool i get the whole i get the concept uh revitalize
1: and um, here's how i know it's going to be shit
2: <laughs> i love when you-
1: i'm sorry this is going to be absolute hell oh, I know this it's going to be gonna bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> The new version is produced by Village Roadshow, which, by the way, they are a good production company. Here's where the problem is. It's in association with WWE Studios, Mosaic, and Three Rivers. The other two I have no problem with because they're good production uh, studios as well. It's the WWE Studios production that I have the problem with. Because I can only name two good movies, three good movies... That came out of WWE Studios. I'm listening. The Marine with John Cena. Mm hmm. Legendary with John Cena. Only because that that was was, a good one. That was a tearjerker movie, and I really enjoyed it. (laughs) And See No Evil, the original.
2: Oh, dude, that was cool. Wow, I completely forgot about that, honestly.
1: Everything after that, which, by the way, was not a long string between movies. (laughs) See No Evil happened, then The Marine. Those were back-to-back, pretty much. Then you had a Uh two-year span between The Marine and Legendary. Yeah. And then everything after that has been absolute hell. They had 12 rounds... 12 Rounds 2. Fucking. Uh, the Marine. They did a spin off with The Marine with Ted DiBiase Jr. And then they did a third spin off, which became the complete series with The Miz.
2: Damn. I don't know
1: why they kept that going. Because WWE likes to not only fuck a dead horse. But beat it while they're <laughs> fucking it.
2: Sure, sure. I wonder if. Uh... <laughs> Dude, you're, you're cracking me up. I wonder if they're on, like. Or planning to go on to, like, Marine 17. Because I feel like they're just going to keep this going.
1: What, the Marine? Yeah. They're just oh, yeah. going to keep it going. And Even going though they killed off the Miz in the last movie,
2: <laughs> they killed him. Awesome, good for them.
1: Yeah, and uh, two more things before we do the mania thing: Are you getting the Peacock Peacock subscription?
2: Well, I don't think that I have to because I, when I was looking into it, it said that the pay-per-views will be available on Peacock and the network.
1: Fastlane will. Ah. Uh,
2: so my my subscription to WWE doesn't get me doesn't get me Peacock automatically.
1: Uh, no. Yes. So yes. I'll never be. Yes, able to- yes, yes. Hold on. Yes, they. I don't remember when, but I think it's like on the 18th. You you should be getting an email soon. I think everybody would soon because it's happening this Thursday that they're rolling out on Peacock. All right. Sunday, April 4th. Mark your your calendars, people. Sunday, April 4th. (laughs) For the United States, the WWE Network will be gone. Kaput. Period. Vamoose. What? Yes. No. Yep. Sunday, April 4th. The week before WrestleMania. WWE Network sunsets for users in the United States, making Peacock the exclusive home for WWE Network content in the U.S. If you live outside of the U.S., you can continue to access and enjoy WWE Network content as you do today.
3: What?
1: Saturday, April 10th, and Sunday, April 11th, WrestleMania 37 streams exclusively on Peacock in the United States.
2: What the fuck?
1: Uh-huh.
2: That's crazy, man.
1: And here's the best crazy, part crazy, of crazy. the rollout. Regarding the WWE Network rollout, roll yep, the WWE Network rollout on Peacock, WWE has published the following key dates. As we've noted, the entire WWE library will begin to roll out on Peacock this week, but the entire library will not be available for viewing until sometime mid August. Jesus. So everything that you have or that you're able to watch now on the network will not be able to be viewed until sometime mid August, possibly my birthday.
2: Oh my God. Mm-hmm. That's a damn. That's a damn shame. I'll tell you May, that right June, now. June,
1: July. It's gonna take them four months to get everything out, rolled out onto the on the peacock. Wow. So
2: that's trash. That's trash, if you ask me. But oh well. Oh
1: yeah, that's complete shit. It it sucks. It really mm-hmm. sucks because it's like you had you have so much shit on that network that now you we're we're gonna be we're pretty much gonna be having the next four months of the first three years of WWE Network. Definitely. And last but not least, uh, COVID-19 outbreak again in the performance center. Jeepers. Now this is from Fightful Select and the almighty czar Dave Meltzer. Um... It's believed that this week NXT show will change due to lots of positive tests over the past week. It, is, it was reported earlier that several talents were contacted and told to quarantine while others were pulled from the NXT show altogether. It was also reported that there was a meeting event last Thursday where Performance Center trainees were required to attend, but several were not taking the proper precautions, which led to numerous talents being pulled and others quarantined. Oh boy! Uh, in an update, PW Insider reports that the event in question had to do with a large group of talents doing ring crew this past Thursday, and that is being looked at as a potential outbreak source. It was noted that dozens of wrestlers were moving and re-settling rings in Orlando, with many not wearing masks during the process. Okay. But you live in... Okay, you guys are doing this all in fucking Florida where their fucking mask mandates are, like kaput right so not a political this is not a political podcast not doing it um it was noted by a source that there <laughs> needs to be far more enforcement of masks than there has been in some time the source also hoped that this is that this latest outbreak will lead to WWE cracking down on enforcement of masks while people are at the performance center
2: well they should just to be safe man Like, do you want to be able to continue to entertain everybody, or do you not?
1: Okay. Now you've done it. (laughs) Now, you motherfucker. (laughs) Push the one button you weren't supposed to push. Oh, I like pushing the red button. For those of you who don't know, I am very, very against the whole mask thing. I think it's stupid. I think, fuck it. You die, you die, you live, you live. Now, here's where most of this in Florida becomes bullshit. While Trump was president during the first year of the, quarantine, or of the outbreak, there was a...
0: the Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumpaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Florida. To keep everything open. Guess who was on Trump's cabinet... At the time. Drumroll please. Zzz, ting. Linda McMahon. Vince's wife. So. The Super Pact. Got put together. Put in the Florida. Where all the sports people can go and train. And keep on doing what they're doing. I don't see that as a fucking what? coincidence whatsoever
2: what's well, a super patch. I don't even know Pretty what you're much, talking it was, about. It
1: was put in place so that uh, the state of Florida could stay open and keep on conducting business as usual regardless if mass mandates were in place or not. It was also to help huh. it was also to help that Republican senator.
2: Interesting.
1: So, not only was WWE allowed to keep on doing business, AEW was allowed to keep on doing business. Ring of Honor was allowed to keep on doing business. TNA was allowed to keep on doing business. Fucking
2: Are they all based in Florida? Is that what you're telling me? They
1: were for a couple of months. TNA is now, my bad, Impact Wrestling. Sorry. Impact Wrestling is now based out of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Ring of Honor, I think, is out in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, WWE is still doing their Performance Center slash Thunderdome bullshit. Um, And the UFC is also placed in Florida, but they also have a fight island somewhere out in the fucking Atlantic. Gotcha. Here's my biggest problem with this. For you to stay healthy, for you to stay fine, quote-unquote, you need to stay six feet apart. pretty sure a headlock is less than six feet apart
2: no definitely definitely
1: so A bullshit B AJ Styles said he got it but he was wrestling every single fucking week did not quarantine and said the only thing he had on it was a fucking headache Right. It's all bullshit. It's all stupid. And I'm leaving it at that.
2: It's a good place to leave it.
1: But, as of this writing, it looks like. Oh, that sucks. That's, those are the matches I wanted to see. It looks like Leon Ruff versus uh, Isaiah Scott and Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Champa versus Imperium's Marcel Barth- Barthel and Fabian Ankner uh, have been removed from the show. And the only things going forward are... And just like Magic, I say it last week and now they're finally going to correct it. NXT Cruiserweight Champion Jordan Devlin returns to the United States to confront the NXT Cruiserweight Champion Santos Escobar. Last week, we didn't record the podcast, unfortunately, the right way, but I said it last week when we were talking about championships being added. They had two Cruiserweight Champions that have not faced each other yet because of the fucking COVID restrictions. And poof, I put that (laughs) shit in the universe. It's now done and over with. Uh, there you awesome go theory versus Dexter Loomis and LA Knight makes his NXT in ring debut. So there you go. There's an updated card for all your NXT fans out there. Now, WrestleMania 22.
2: If, great. Great. I was just about
1: to ask, since this was your first time viewing it, what did you think of this WrestleMania? Eight and a half out of ten, my friend. That's fair. I'd give it an eight and a half. It was a it was a really good, really good fucking night.
2: Yeah, it was fun. I liked the promos in between. I liked the introduction. I liked people's entrances. I liked the crowd. How into everything the crowd was.
1: Yeah, it was. You know. And that's the thing though. That was the last arena show before they went to stadiums full time.
2: Um, and it was interesting to watch it that way because I mean, that arena was packed full so loud. I mean, mania is loud even in these huge stadiums, you know, Levi's stadium was ginormous and it's just still super loud, but inside of stadium is deafening. And, uh, It was very cool, especially the very last match and the chance. It's just, it's incredible.
1: (laughs) You want to see chance? I'll give you a good pay-per-view to review after we're done with WrestleMania's motherfucker. (laughs) There we go. Hey, I'm down with it. And it involves your favorite superhero. Um, (laughs) (laughs) First match on the card. Big show Kane versus Carlito and Chris Masters for the World Tag Team Championships and a little history note if you didn't hear JR on the pay-per-view it is the first time that the Tag Team Championships have been defended in a normal tag team match since Wrestlemania 15
2: nice nice I, I saw I saw Carlito and Chris Masters come out and I'm just like what the fuck's going on here and then i see that they have to face kane and big show i'm like well they're fucking screwed
1: <laughs> so it was a and you that, know, it was a good match Athletic, that's 15 ath- years ago too yeah yeah think about that that's 15 years ago um no Br- brittany my wife she we were watching it the first first thing she looked up and she's like how old is this 2006 uh, she's like Really? It looks older. I'm like, what the f- what do you mean it looks older? Like what? what are you basing that off of?
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean the the content on the network is very good as far as how, how high def everything is. Oh yeah. But it, it is it is pretty cool to look at how old school it looks, you know. I miss that. I miss the old WWE logo I that was always too, a cool a logo. Bit,
1: but with the championship designs now it, it you know, it makes sense why they went with that logo design.
2: Oh for sure i tell you what,
1: 15 years ago the
2: chokeslam from hell actually could lay it down.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, sad thing about this match, this was the last time Big Show and Kane de- successfully defended their tag team championships. Uh, the next night on Raw, they would lose the World Tag Team Championships to the Spirit Squad. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. It's funny you bring up the Spirit
2: Squad because I... I- I'm like dang that's that's crazy looking at Spears. I'm like hey There's
1: Dolph, Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> that's so how we awesome got to start the business. Unfortunately, he was a male fucking cheerleader.
2: Hey, he put the work in, man and He did. I don't know. I love Dolph Segler. Yeah. I love that he's that he's just too damn good and
1: <laughs> Uh yeah, no, they uh they won the Raw Tag Team Championships, the World Tag Team Championships and uh, they were able to defend it under Freebird rules, which meant that any combination of the five cheerleaders could defend the World Tag Team Championships. Right. Did they hold on to it for a while? Uh, they won it that night, and I think they held it on until Taboo Tuesday, which would have been October. And they they lost well, it to they lost all. it to Roddy Piper and Ric Flair. Oh, <laughs> cool uh next match or, or do you want to talk about any anything that's happened in between because i kind of you know i do remember some things in between matches but uh
2: no i mean they kind of just put filler in there some of it was funny some of it wasn't you know right. at one point i don't i forget in between which match but at one point vince mcmahon does his prayer you <laughs> that's, know. Later.
1: That, that's later that's I later lo- i love that prayer that that prayer circle between <laughs> Between the four of them, and fucking... Oh, God. It was good.
2: Yeah, it was funny. But, uh... Why?
1: So, next match. uh, Money in the Bank ladder match. This is when the Money in the Bank ladder match was a staple of WrestleMania. And... It was the second ladder match in the company's history. Or second Money in the Bank ladder match in the company's history, not the second ladder match. That would be fucking very incorrect. Um... Rob Van Dam defeated Bobby Lashley, Finley, Matt Hardy, Ric Flair, and Shelton Benjamin for the Money in the Bank contract and only held on to it till June.
2: Great match.
1: Fast-paced, high-impact, fucking not a second wasted between these six men. You could barely blink, let alone stand up to go get your popcorn. Right, exactly. There's a match where you can go stand up and get your popcorn, but that's very late in in the night. Um, I, I
2: up I probably fell asleep during the one you're talking about twice, but let me point out that Bobby Lashley
1: has not aged a second now
2: in 15 years.
1: You want to know how old he is now? How old is he? 44. Holy shit. He's built like a brick shit house. He was 29 here. He looks
2: identical, except now he has more muscle. Yeah, (laughs) pants. He wears a nice suit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he wears a nice suit and he wears pants. That's about it. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Ric Flair Um, taking the bump of the night, the fucking superplex, off the fucking ladder. 57 years old. That motherfucker should not have been taking a bump like that.
2: (laughs) That was sweet. I like the Hardy's side effect off the ladder. To Finley. That was a Um, good move. Yep. Yep. And then RVD splash off
1: the ladder to Finley. Yep. And
2: EC dub. EC dub. EC dub. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, that was a
1: chant that was going continuously all the way to June and then some. Um, mm-hmm. Shelton Benjamin with the biggest, like, uh, Rick Flair took the best bump of the night. Shelton Benjamin had the best spot of the night. That fucking walking up the ladder and flipping off of it. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker was a high, a human highlight reel. No matter what he, he was did. the gold. He was the gold standard. Oh, Shelton
2: yeah. was the man. I loved his his uh, entrance. top of me now. He would just he would do anything.
1: Yeah. Now, fun note. This was the time where they gave Shelton Benjamin the big black mama gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mama. <laughs>
2: Oh my goodness!
1: And, and he I had, don't even know
2: how I forget about that.
1: Right, he had just won the Intercontinental Championship, I think, the like three weeks beforehand from Ric Flair, due to uh, Mama interference.
2: <laughs> Mama's always here for you, big boy. Oh my
1: god, that was she was on a fucking oxygen tank and everything. It was fucking stupid. <laughs> she like fucking took the, she took the oxygen take and hit Flair right behind the knee with it and fucking he acted like it was death and then it was a roll up and fucking won the match. I was like oh my god. Okay. Oh boy. Next match. A little bit disheartening to watch, but it was still a good match overall. Hard-hitting match. Jesus Christ. JBL we- with Julian Hall versus Chris Benoit for Chris Benoit's United States Championship. Like I said, hard-hitting brawl. Fucking, these guys went after each other. JBL being a heel, mocking Eddie Guerrero, who had just recently passed away. Jesus Christ. As
2: one of the great ones would say, it was an absolute slobber knocker. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was. Good it was Lord. fun to watch. Um I, I miss missed Chris Benoit. It was uh what it was one heck of a match. I hate that JBL cheated, but Oh, that wow. was
1: a smart way to cheat. I'll say that.
2: Yeah, yep. Yeah. Well, I'll gi- I'll give right. him
1: work. I'll give him credit where credit is due. That that motherfucker knew how to be a good heel and knew his wrestling his wrestling whereabouts all the time.
2: Yeah, his ring presence is very very high, uh, high IQ when it comes to that, you know. He he snagged that rope to to pull up and and get the get the win. Mm-hmm. And the ref, you know, sometimes you can tell like the ref is avoiding looking in that direction. Yeah. But he hit it. Per- he hit it perfectly. The ref wasn't looking in that direction anyway. Yeah. And
3: it,
2: he did. He stole one. One, two, three. Go.
1: What did you think of the limo coming out from underneath the stage?
2: Always like that stuff. Always like that stuff. That's I thought that was, that
1: was I thought that was interesting. And then when Chris Benoit was coming out, he had to jump off a little bit because the stage wasn't fully set back down yet. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Um. Now, did somebody at one point destroy
2: JBL's? Um. I know this has nothing to do with this pay per view, but didn't somebody destroy JBL's? Um. Lil at one point, some for some reason that's sticking in my head.
1: Oh, it's been destroyed several times.
2: Okay, that's why it's in my head then.
1: Uh Cena's Cena's destroyed it twice. <laughs> uh Cena destroyed it the first time at WrestleMania twenty uh during his build with WrestleMania twenty one and then his build with JBL and the Great American Bash in O eight, I wanna say, for their parking lot, Brawl, him in Crime Time. What a tag team that was. Uh decided to, you know, fuck up JBL's car and spray painted slash tires, take a tire off, fucking Fucked with the horns, everything.
2: <laughs> Makes sense.
1: Uh, after the that, ba- ma- what the best night, the ba- best match of the night coming up here. Eh, I have to disagree with you on that. It's a tie for Listen, first. Just, I'll say
2: that. Just. just... Because you wanted to watch the Playboy pillow fight does not mean everybody else did, Cody. No,
1: fuck that match. That match did not age well at all, but we'll get to that. Uh, (laughs) What I think is, if not the best match of the night, it's 1A. Edge versus Mick Foley in the hardcore match. There is a lot of backstory behind this match. A. uh, After the Royal Rumble, uh, Cena got his... WWE Championship back. Three weeks later, Edge versus John Cena with Mick Foley as a special guest referee. After that, Edge thought Foley screwed him. Then there's this whole lengthy, you know, promo build between him and Foley. Edge thought that they had enough steam between him and Cena to get to Mania. They really, He really thought that. I'm thinking to myself, you know, looking back at it, you probably could have ran to Mania with it and have seen it win the championship. Vince had other ideas.
3: <laughs>
1: and now you have a guy that's completely pissed off and Foley's like, I want to work with him. I really want to work with him now. A guy that's <laughs> ready to go on all cylinders and is completely mad at the world, oh, I can't wait to have a match with him. We're going to tear it down. (laughs) Sure. Now you add the hardcore element into it. It is... It's now... It was a good match on paper, now it's going to be a great match on paper.
2: Oh, definitely.
1: We can just run through the spots real quick. Uh... Edge and Lita come out. Edge is carrying a baseball bat. Foley comes out. He's not wearing the red and black flannel. He's wearing blue and black flannel. Fight goes on. Edge goes for a spear right away. Foley flies open the flannel. And I'm just like, why'd he do that? And then you see Edge selling the spear like he fucking dislocated his shoulder. But Foley came prepared. He wrapped himself in barbed fucking wire.
2: (laughs) His psychopath
1: when Edge hit that spear on his solar plexus, A, not only did that hurt Edge, that definitely hurt Foley.
2: Oh, for sure.
1: Because not only now, you're not only getting the impact from the spear with the barbed wire in your stomach, you're getting the impact from the spear with the barbed wire in your stomach landing on your back with the barbed wire on your back.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Terrible, but he's a freaking evil genius, so I, I dig it.
1: Oh, God, it was just horrible. And then he cuts the barbed wire off of him. Now we're now we're getting somewhere. Then you see him whipping him with the fucking barbed wire, and I'm just like, "Oh my god, no!" <laughs> when
2: when they said hardcore, or they meant oh, hardcore,
1: does, he fucking goes all out. And Edge is a fucking wrestling mastermind, so he was gonna take whatever he can get dished out. Um, what else happened? Uh, Edge then get caught in the ropes. Well, Lita tries to save yep. him with riding Mick on like a piggyback ride, and then he does a cactus clothesline, flips over. Lita falls flat on her ass. Like she doesn't even hit the apron or anything. She just flips over and falls right on her ass.
2: <laughs> she smacked pretty good.
1: Jesus Christ. Let's see. Oh, God. Ooh.
2: The table comes out.
1: Yeah, they did. They were going to, they were, uh, uh, foreshadowing a table spot, but we didn't know what was going to happen then. So then they keep on yep. fighting on the outside. Fucking edge throws Foley into the steps twice. First was a hip toss. And then he just full on fucking go the fuck over motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> And now you're bringing the hardware out. You got cookie sheets, street signs, fucking everything under the sun.
2: You talk by a lot of
1: headshots. Garbage. Oh my God,
2: they don't do that no more. Well, no, you that. get a
1: fucking $25,000 fine if you do it on accident. You do it on purpose, is 50. Uh,
2: they should do it on purpose more often.
1: and then Foley brings out Barbie which is the barbed wire wrapped baseball bat beats the living shit out of Edge with it yep good lord then Edge gets a hold of the bat beats Foley's ass with it gets him busted open Mm -hmm. And then we see the nice little shiny silvery things on the mat. Which are thumbtacks. If this this match could not get any fucking more brutal. (laughs) Right. Foley's about to get a fucking bulldog into the thumbtacks and Foley's like, nope, spin around backdrop on the edge.
3: Oh my god, no.
1: <laughs> if if you want to know what a human pincushion looks like, go watch this match. Yep. And then Foley brings out Socko and line of the night Joey Styles goes, "Well, that's not really all that hardcore." And as he's saying that, he wraps Sako in barbed wire. Okay, now that's hardcore.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: what the fuck? Gets Edge in the mandible claw, gets Lita in the mandible claw, and then he sees the fucking lighter fluid. Douses the table in fucking lighter fluid. Yep. Lita hits. Now, I don't know if this would hurt or not. It probably would. It would hurt a lot more than it probably should. Lita fucking low blows Mick Foley with the barbed wire baseball bat. Oh. Boing. Good lord. I mean. oh! <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're into that fucking assassinistic shit, go right ahead, but don't get me involved with that. goddamn. Then Lita fucking douses the table more on fire. Or on liquid fluid. And then she has an electric lighter, sets the motherfucker ablaze, and then all you see is Edge go from one side of the ring to the other, spearing fully through the ropes, into the flaming table. God damn. I love how how fast the fire went out.
2: Right! I'm going to have to learn how to do that when I do my burning tables for the Bills Mafia events. Oh, Jesus Christ, no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think it was kerosene.
2: It's very possible because it went out almost instantaneously.
1: Well, because their body engulfed the flame and just fucking put it out.
3: Right. Right.
1: I mean, Foley's a big dude. You fucking spear him and go in the flame with him, you're going to get fucking... You're going to get burned, but that flame's going to go right out real quick.
2: Oh, definitely.
1: And then you got the pin, one, two, three. Edge is shaking like a fucking leaf. (laughs) Mick Foley is like, this was the match I wanted to go out on. Just what the absolute hell! Definitely
2: my my, uh, my favorite match of the uh, of the pay per view.
1: Mine's coming up.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, next match was a comedy match: Boogeyman versus Booker T and Charmel in an intergender handicap match. <sighs> The only thing I could say about this match is that Boogeyman is undefeated at WrestleMania. Right, that was kind of a, a lame match, if you ask me. Spot of the spot of the match, Charmel getting worm kiss.
2: Yeah, that was sweet.
1: <laughs> I thought that was funny. And at
2: first, I thought they were fake worms, like made by no, like like gummies no. gu- gummies. And then they show them moving, and it was disgusting.
1: That man could actually eat worms, and I was like, that's disgusting. That, like... Yep. Ugh. And he was the baby face. Yep. What the fuck? Nasty. Horrible match. It was a bad match in general, but... It just was bad. Uh, next match was actually a very entertaining match. Mickey James, the crazy psycho, at the time <laughs> she was great, man, versus Trish Stratus. Yep. Now I don't know if you you obviously saw the promo. Yep. So you saw that she was getting trying to kiss Trish underneath the mistletoe, and then oh my god. Like, this is the farthest oh, oh, they went with a lesbian angle. For sure. I enjoyed it. Um, I I have to admit, that kiss that she gave Trish, Trish when she had a bloody nose. Oh, that was awesome. That was like the best. No, part that of the was world. awesome. She
2: and she played. She played such a good, like crazy, Bitch.
1: clingy <laughs> person. Yeah. She played the perfect psycho cunt. <laughs> um, now, a little bit of history. Trish Stratus had been holding on to the women's championship for the longest time over one year when she lost the title here.
2: Over how long you cut out again?
1: One year. She uh it, it, oh, wow. she won it at New Year's Revolu New nah. Year's resolution of last year before WrestleMania twenty one due to uh Lita having leg, uh leg a leg injury during the match, so she had to go get surgery. Right. And then sometime after Mania twenty one she had to go get surgery, but they never relinquished the title off of her, so they just went Eh, here's a surprise return of the Women's Champion five months later. (laughs) (laughs) Really shows you that they really cared of the
0: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. (gasps) No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Their women's division, right? Um, Yeah, Mickey James was picking at that leg the entire match after the Trish kick or the um, chick kick into the post. Uh, the one spot where they went for the, or Trish went for the Hurricane Rana, and uh, yeah, just I don't know how she didn't break her fucking leg during that.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure on that. You know what I didn't like though? I, I didn't like the actual end of it. Um, I don't know if you if it bothered you or if you picked up on what I'm what I'm bothered by. But it ends terrible slow chick kick like that's what ends it like it it was out of place Mm -hmm. it wasn't very very impactful the announcers messed up and they were like silent when it happened
1: and then it was over so i think i know why that it doesn't make a lot of sense because i watched it live and i watched it on the dvd which they haven't edited from the DVD, but they heavily edited from the network. So you remember when Trish was going to set up for Stratisfaction, which is the Mm -hmm. bulldog, she kicks off the ropes and lands the bulldog. Well, Mickey takes her free hand and grabs Trish by the crotch. (laughs) What? Yep. Do you not remember they did show that part?
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah, I guess I just didn't really put too much thought into it.
1: Well, here's why you didn't put too much thought into it. Here's the edited part. So you know how they went from her grabbing the crotch to the crowd shot? Yeah. This is why they edited it. Mickey James grabs Trish by the crotch. She Trish goes, What the fuck? And this is what Mickey does into the hard camera.
2: Oh, my God. (laughs) She does not. Yes, she does.
1: I swear to God. She fucking. You still got the DVD? Oh, no, I don't think I do have the DVD anymore, but I bet you I can find it on YouTube. (laughs) and I could definitely send it to you. For those of you who don't have uh, imaginations or don't remember what I'm talking about, she spreaded her index and middle finger from her ring finger and pinky finger to make a V and then licked her tongue in between both of them <laughs> after she had grabbed Trish Stratus' crotch. That's so fucked up. They got away with it on pay-per-view. What do you want them to do? Well, and then, then, and that's when you see Trish just full on cold cock her right in the face. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that was a shoot punch. That wasn't like a working punch. That was you fucking do that, bam. <laughs> Let her have it. And then it was the chick to the knee, face to the knee, and then the like you said, the slow chick kick. I didn't like it either. She should have gone with her DDT, which is what she was doing at the time. Um, but yeah, the fucking psycho won the women's championship. <laughs>
3: Yep,
1: And, uh, geez, that, she held on to that title for a while. Oh God. It was, it was something to watch. That's for sure. And that's why I don't like it when they, I I don't like it when the network edits shit, they should keep it the way it was because people don't, they miss shit and they don't understand why shit happens. Right. (laughs) And then what I think is the second worst match of the night Undertaker versus Mark Henry in a casket match.
2: I hate casket matches. This was terrible. Really?
1: Why do you hate casket matches?
2: Because they're fucking boring and stupid. Just fucking wrestle and pin each other. So Uh, dumb.
1: Well, hold on. You have the Undertaker, which this is his gimmick. This buried alive matches, Hell in the Cell. You know, those are trash. his gimmick matches.
2: Junk. <laughs> Not even recyclable. It's all trash.
1: Eh, buried alive matches aren't too bad. Lame. <laughs> <laughs> lame. Fuck it. No, it wasn't lame, sir. It was this, 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 that. No. <laughs>
2: You know, I agree with you. That was one of the.
1: Oh God, that match sucked. Of, I felt bad. One of the
2: bad matches.
1: I felt bad for Taker. This is like, this is his second worst WrestleMania match behind the Giant Gonzalez.
2: <laughs> I've never even seen that.
1: Oh, you will. It 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 is a bad match. Um. Yeah, nothing. It's short and sweet here. Druids come out. Um. Henry comes out. Starts the match early, going after Taker after he's taken his clothes off. Uh, yeah, it's, there's nothing real much to speak about except for when he picks up Henry for the running power bomb slash last ride. Um, after he does that, he fucking gets him over the casket and to the outside. Then Taker flies over the top rope, which was the first time he did that. Since uh, 97 against Shawn Michaels at Ground Zero. And then... Rolls him back inside, tombstones him, and then puts him in the cascade. So I was like, okay, cool. That match was unneeded. (laughs) Next match, though. My favorite match of the night... Shawn Michaels versus Mr. McMahon, Muscle and Fitness himself. This is a damn stud. Vince is a steroid motherfucker. (laughs) I'm sorry, that motherfucker is pumping his ass full of steroids. There is no way in God's green earth that that goddamn motherfucker does not take steroids. He looks too jacked for 60. Obviously, it's a good match, and here's the way I put it: it's one of Shawn Michaels' worst matches, but it's Vince McMahon's best match.
2: Yeah, it was good. It was fun.
1: Um, I'm just gonna run through a few highlights here, just for me. Michaels fucking destroying the muscle and fitness cover over Vince's head. That was funny. Which was funny. Um JR the entire match yelling and screaming and unbiased as hell just <laughs> He was fucking great by God <laughs> Lay it into him Sean Beat his ass He was so funny <laughs> Fucking Vince takes his belt off, fucking starts trying to whip Michaels, gets a little few loud whacks in, Michaels then gets the belt, fucking starts whipping McMahon like he's a fucking motherfucker. Just bam bam and then the one you just hear through the arena. Poof, oh that hurt. He's he's beating
2: Vince McMahon like he's a redheaded stepchild. Oh my god. <laughs> the, he's beating him like alert. he owes him
1: too much money. <laughs> uh uh before that spirit squad comes out they try to interfere. Michael's takes care of all of them. Fucking good lord. Then the hardware comes out. Now you have a oh, yeah. trash can, a steel chair, two ladders, a table. And right as Sean Right as Sean fucking hits McMahon with that chair, you heard that through the entire arena on the hard cam. (laughs) There was no way that should have hit as hard as it did, but Michaels took as much liberty as he could with McMahon. Good God. Uh, Who won
2: it? My, My wife said, man... That's pretty cool. He gets to beat the shit out of his boss.
1: <laughs> right. Who gets to do that? Then you have the latter spot and then you have Michael's getting ready for Sweet Chin Music and then you see BAM! Kendo stick Shane McMahon. And then we set up for the best spot of the night. Shane McMahon being inducted to his own father's kiss my ass club (laughs) how the hell did he sell that to Shane
2: I don't know but it was so funny
1: good god and then Vince's reaction when he turns around it's like what happened low blow
2: (laughs) take a seat buddy
1: Then he gets then we get the uh, normal letter, he sets it up with Vince on the table. Gonna do a noble drop. He's like, no. I'm gonna go get the big motherfucker. Gets the big ladder in. He's like, Whew, this is a lot of work for a setup.
3: <laughs> sets
1: up the giant ladder. Crazy. Then puts Vince's head with a trash can over it, puts him back on the table. And then Shawn Michaels. DX chops, and then elbow drops off the ladder, onto the table, onto the trash can, and destroys Vince McMahon's skull. Sweet chin music, <laughs> one, two,
2: three. He freaking tells him, you're going to watch me. he found your throat.
1: hmm
2: Boom. Gives it to him.
1: Mm-hmm. It was good. It's really good. Oh, yeah. And it's my favorite match of the night for this reason and this reason only. At oh, the boy. end of that match, you go to the replays and they're about to show the replay of Sean doing the elbow drop. They cut off from the replay to Vince flipping off Shawn Michaels on the stretcher, bloodied and battered, and he's still breathing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh, man, holy shit, this is not over. And it wasn't over because the next pay-per-view was the stupidest fucking match the WWE has ever put on. Stupidest. It was the McMahons, Vince and Shane with the help of the Spirit Squad Mm -hmm. versus Shawn Michaels and God. (laughs) I am not joking about that. Backlash 2006 was Shawn Michaels and God. God. Versus Vince and Shane McMahon. You want to know how they got God into the match? Oh, boy. They did a white light spot. That was it. It was a white spotlight shining down on the stage, slowly dragging down the ramp to the ring. It was a glorified seven-on-one handicap match. Jesus. And in the record book, I am not kidding about this, in the record books, it shows God as zero and one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty fucked
1: up. I'm like, what? Really, you're going to do this to religion? Which, by the way, one of the best promos ever. Vince and Shane are in a church. And Vince takes the holy water that's in the bowl. Fucking puts it in his hands and slurps it into his mouth. And then tries to do the Triple H spit take over the fucking air.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, my <gosh. laughs> I was just like, what the fuck? We have three matches left to go over and two of them are the title matches and the one is the Playboy Pillow fight, which eh. Rey Mysterio versus Randy Orton versus Kurt Angle for the World Heavyweight Championship. A triple threat match. What did you think of the match?
2: Um, There was lots of action,
1: but I don't
2: know if it was just something about not being current time, like, how do I want to put this? Obviously, Kurt Angle is no longer involved. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I guess what I'm trying to say is, if it was done now, currently, I feel like there'd be more of a different energy to this. To me, this just felt like, kind of like, eh, this is the best we got for this match. And when, you know, I get it. I get it, the underdog story with Ray. It's cool. Right. They've always done the underdog stories. Um, Lots of action. Um, Kurt Angle was in his damn prime at this point. Yep. And he was basically just breaking people's ankles. He was unstoppable, suplex
1: after suplex. Um, I thought it was a good match. I thought it was a good match. It was a, you know, The spot of the match, though, was the fucking double German... Kurt Angle Germans Randy, while Randy Germans Ray, and Ray took the fucking farthest fall of the whole thing. Yep. Ray tried to do a 619 around the ring post, slips, still kicks him in the face. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh,
1: I like the false finishes with the ankle lock. You know, uh, Orton broke up the... or didn't get the finish in, so that that helped Ray, and then Ray covered the ref so that the, you know, so that Orton was tapping out, which didn't make any sense to me. The ref heard both men tap out, even though the ref didn't see it. That should automatically be fucking ring the bell moment.
2: Yep.
1: Um,
2: even if even if you have like a, a referee or another WWE yeah. official come down and, re- and restart it, like yeah, Definitely
1: Randy Orton hits the RKO. Kurt Angle is nothing more than an intensified motherfucker. He was in, oh, so intense in this match. I agree. And then Rey Mysterio or uh, Angles about to go for an angle slam, countered into an arm drag out the rope by Mysterio. Mysterio dropkicks Orton into the second rope. 619 the last time you'll ever see a West Coast pop, and then Hooks Orton's bad leg, which was very psychological there. I really liked the the, the little touch there. And then Ray wins the championship. Yep. Quickly, your opinion on Rey Mysterio winning the world championship. Do you think he deserves it due to Eddie's death, or was it do you think it was more on his own?
2: Mm. I mean, okay, great. I get the whole point with thing, but I think on his own, um, he overcame the odds. So yeah, I think he deserved it for sure. Okay.
1: There's there's always been a lot of backlash back and forth between uh, that uh, reasoning there, but I think you know they overplayed Eddie's death a lot with Rey Mysterio, but that's just me.
2: Right. Well, yeah, I agree with you.
1: So. The piss break match that everybody needed to have, the Playboy pillow fight between Tori Wilson and Candace Michelle. This, this match did not age well. No. First they come out in evening gowns. Then they get then they get <laughs> stripped down to their bra and panties. And then. Tori Wilson just pens Candice Michelle after a roll around, really. What the fuck? Why even have this match?
2: (laughs) That's what I said from the beginning of it. It was a waste of time. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't lead to anything. Trash. Waste of time.
1: Good lord. You know what the worst part was? This match lasted longer than the Booker T. Boogeyman match. That's kinda sad.
2: That was trash too.
1: God damn, that's sad. And then last but not least, the longest match of the night, John Cena, yo boy, versus Triple H for the WWE Championship. What'd you think of the match? Oh good lord. (laughs) Um, I really liked it.
2: I really liked it. It was back and forth. Almost the entire match, they were both giving each other everything they had. Um, Unfortunately, you get down into it, and bleach he just has to go ahead and cheat with the low blow.
1: Then a sledgehammer gets, uh,
2: shot. Gets gets John Cena and gets the frickin' uh, ref.
1: <laughs> I thought that was great. He fucking just low blows both of them, and the ref sells it like he just got shot three times.
2: <laughs> you know Yeah, that was good. Um, I mean, I really liked it, you know. Um, John Cena overcomes, you know, all those obstacles. And he always overcomes.
1: Oh, he overcame, all right. Good Lord. You know, the way they got here was kind of stupid. They had a, a mini tournament to decide who would face John Cena at Wrestlemania and then it was just like why like they they did it in such a way that it was crap and then they have Triple H go against John Cena which was it, it was just stupid I th- honestly I agree with Edge it should have been him and Edge in the main event of Wrestlemania 22 Triple H needed to be nowhere near here.
2: Right. I wasn't really sure if they had still had their rivalry going on or just the start of it. But still, it was different for sure.
1: But oh well. And there you go. After that, you know, STF by John Cena. Triple H is this close to the ropes. He taps out instead. Yep, and there you go. That's the win. John Cena's second reign as WWE Champion, still going strong. And it was it was a very interesting match due to the whole everybody loving Triple H and everybody loving Cena. It was it was definitely a mixed reaction. Yep. Oh, definitely the fans
2: were into it. It was cool.
1: Not as into it as One Night Stand 06 when John Cena first R.V.D. for the WWE Championship and everybody was against John Cena. (sighs) (laughs) I mean, everybody. Even the fucking security people were against John Cena. (laughs) Oh, boy. Great. I mean, like you said, 8.5 out of 10 for this pay-per-view. Hands down agreeable. Yeah, definitely. Hands down, agreeable. You think Edge McFully was the best match of the night? I can can probably agree with you that it was the best match of the night, but my favorite match is Shawn Michaels versus McMahon. Of course. I don't blame you. Worst match of the night, Tori Wilson versus Candice Michelle, hands down.
2: Yeah, that was junk.
1: That wasn't even, like, negative five stars. Right. Oh, my God. So with that, we're ending the podcast tonight. Uh before we go, always an F Mary Kill, and it's my turn to pick. <laughs> um hmm. Let's go off the WrestleMania twenty two card. Boogeyman. Fit Finley. And Chris Masters. Hmm.
2: Let's see. Well, I'm killing the boogeyman. He ain't coming to get nobody. <laughs> I'm coming to get you. Yeah, Killing him. I'm going to have to marry one of them. Damn. I'm gonna marry Chris Mast. Good choice. He's good, he's good to look. <laughs> he's he's good to he's good to look at, and I'll I'll give it to Finley once or twice, depending on what he requires. There you go.
1: <laughs> good lord. So, uh, before we go, Matt, pick a number one through twenty nine that is not twenty two.
2: One through twenty nine that's not twenty two.
1: Let's go with 16. Interesting. You picked WrestleMania 2000. They did not call it WrestleMania 16. They called it WrestleMania 2000. Cool. So this will be a shorter pay-per-view to watch. Thank God. But, little tidbit, this is the only this is the one WrestleMania where every match was a multi-man match, except the women's match. Dang. That's how much star power they had in 2000. Yeah. Uh, Just some matches off the top of my head here. Uh, Kane and Too Cool versus uh, I think the Radicals, um, the triple threat, two out of three falls match for the intercontinental and European championships, defending champion, Kurt Angle, defending the IC title first and then the European championship. And he didn't get pinned to lose either title.
2: Jeez. Right.
1: Right. It was him, Chris Jericho, and Chris Benoit for two belts in a two out of three falls match, triple threat match. It was crazy as fuck.
2: Oh my god. I can Uh, only imagine.
1: A hardcore title battle royal, which was a 15 minute long hardcore match, and every time the title changed hands... Uh, that was a new champion until the time ran up, and once the time ran up, they were the official hardcore champion. Mm. Uh, I think it was Cat and Tori, the Cat and Tori for the women's championship at WrestleMania 2000. I could be wrong. Oh boy, uh, China's involved somewhere. Oh. How can I forget the classic match, the triple threat tag team ladder match between the Dudleys, Edge and Christian, and the Hardy Boys, which was the birth of TLC. Hmm. And then the main event, which is a McMahon in every corner. Big Show with Shane McMahon in his corner, Mick Foley with Linda McMahon in his corner, Triple H with Stephanie McMahon in her in his corner, and The Rock with Vince McMahon in his corner for the WWF championship in a fatal four-way elimination match. Mm. That and probably a lot more for WrestleMania 2000. We will definitely be reviewing that next week. And, uh, Sweet. if you guys want to follow us on social media, uh, KP report on all social media for Facebook, TikTok and Instagram, uh DJ at DJ High Train for Matt for Facebook uh Insta and uh TikTok and for that we will see you guys next week.
2: See you later guys